This is Yawa Radio. One welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. Well, once again, welcome to uh, Glass Half Full with me, Steve, right here on Yawa Radio. Once again, we're joined by, well, it's becoming a good friend now, Luke Chow over in the Toronto. How are you, Luke? Good, good. And thank you for having me back. It's a, it's a pleasure. Really enjoyed the last interview with you about the Morpheus Clinic and how, and just explored the world of hypnotherapy and your story. Um, we're going to be re- recording a series of interviews over the coming weeks, which I'm really excited about and uh, sort of delving into a little bit more depth. So today, look, we're going to be talking about mindsets that benefit every modern human being. Wow. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where do we start? Where do we start, Luke? Well, let's let's kind of start by talking about why um, this series is necessary, and especially why today's um, uh, episode is necessary. Because in the ideal world, when we grow up and we are raised by our parents and we go through the educational system, in the ideal utopia, we would hear, for example, that we should treat others kindly, which we do, but we should also hear that we should treat ourselves kindly and that's unhypocritical, not selfish. <laughs> Yet, because there's that gap in education and the, the raising of children, where we often believe it's you know selfish to be kind toward ourselves, and we have to make exceptions so that we're hard on our <laughs> hard on ourselves instead. Well, you know, often people live with unnecessary stress and suffering, which is why I have a practice. Mm-hmm. This is why I have work. In the ideal world, I, I often say hypnotherapists would be redundant. And therapists will be redundant, and even police officers or lawyers will be redundant <laughs> in the ideal world. That's just not the world we live in. So, you know, a hypnotherapist or, or a psychotherapist or psychologist kind of has to fill in gaps left in one's upbringing. So, the three points I wanted to talk about today are, are kind of gaps that are left by, by the modern world. Um, so if you like, I can delve right in. Let's let's delve right in. Just one thing I want to touch on that you mentioned there was about being kind to yourself mm-hmm. because we're often kind to friends more than we're kind to ourselves. And no doubt you'll touch on that. Oh, yes, for, for sure. Because it's something I have to say to all of my clients. So everything I'm going to share today is something I say to all of my clients, regardless of whether they want help with the fear of flying or weight loss or smoking cessation. I have to say this to everyone, which is why we're putting it under the umbrella of Mm. mindsets that benefit every modern human being. 
And I, I think that perhaps in some non-industrialized societies, these things don't have to be said or they don't have to be said enough of, but j just because of the world we, we live in, um, I, I feel like I have to share these points. And, and the, the, the first one is that the mind-body link is very real. Mm -hmm. which means that the thoughts you think up in your head are going to be heard by your body and felt by your body. And that means you kind of owe it to yourself to speak like you're, to, to speak to, your, to, to yourself, like you're speaking to a loved one. Um, so we kind of get that if you talk to a friend kindly and supportively, it's win-win Mm -hmm. And the friend is better off, and you're also better off because you you've deepened the friendship because you spoke kindly to, to the friend. And life's not a zero sum game where being kind <laughs> to others requires you to be unkind towards yourself because there is such a thing as win win. Um, but somehow we're not really taught to speak to ourselves just as kindly. We mm -hmm. kind of treat ourselves as as some. Um, immune to abuse or immune to uh, harsh criticism of a type we would not inflict on other people. So th th that's why here today, you know, as a mindset that benefits all human beings, I have to say that the mind-body link is real. And for mm. this reason, you must speak to yourself to the same standards by which you would treat a colleague in the same situation or a friend in the same situation or a member of your household who's in the same situation that, that, that you're in because the way you speak to yourself in your head is going to make an impact. Yeah, it's, and, and, and Luke, you, you're just talking about, thinking about that as well, because we tend, so you're saying that, we tend to have this habit don't we of finding fault with ourselves too easily mm -hmm. you know yeah like you know i'm i'm too fat i'm too thin i'm too old i'm too young mm -hmm. or whatever all these i call them excuses that we use but you know they're they they're big to us because that's what we think yeah yeah and you know <laughs> If, if you notice a tendency to fault yourself much more than others, then that's an area where you are creating unnecessary stress, mm. just like you would be creating unnecessary tension in a marriage by faulting your partner for being too fat, <laughs> too old, too whatever. Yes. And we just don't really, you know, if we are to have, to have harmonious pro-social relationships with other human beings, we've got to kind of look at the good and we've got to validate the good. And if we do criticize, let that be counterbalanced by a lot of encouragement and love and, 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 and positivity. Yet we make exceptions for ourselves. And it, it's these double standards that I'm kind of speaking out against. Because the, the false idea is that you're, you know, kind of being a good person or, or you're doing the right thing by being hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's a double standard because it's never the right thing to be very hard on someone else without commensurate praise when they do well. So, um, yeah, so uh, the, the word I've been often using is that it, it's unhypocritical to treat yourself like a friend, to treat yourself, yourself like a family member, and to make the double standards is to, well, you know, it, it's to be quite unfair. Do you know, look, I, I'm going to share something that um, that happened in, in in my life around this and what, what went into my thought process subconscious and kept going around like a habit loop. My dad always used to um, wake up 
and first thing in the morning, he was, God bless him, I loved him to bits, and he was a, he was a long-distance lorry driver, and he'd wake up, um, he'd come down, and a cold day, he'd put the f- gas fire on, uh, our dog would be sprawled in front of it, and he would light a cigarette with my dad, and he would say, it's a hard life, hmm. okay? And as a young boy, I kept hearing this, it's a hard life, it's a hard mm-hmm. life. And I had this program running in my subconscious for years and years and years. Um, mm-hmm. It's a hard life. And I was beating myself up. And I got in a position into a, into a job um, where, to be fair, I never planned to get there, but I got there. And it wasn't difficult. It wasn't difficult. But you know what mm-hmm. I did? I did the self-sabotaging bit going, well, this is a bit easier than I thought. Life's supposed to be hard. Mm-hmm. So I started to make it hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with that language going, I was beating myself up. And of course, by that thought, it's a hard life, right? Yep. All kind of stress came on me. Yep. Yeah. And w- w- one point I'll, I'll make, uh, if not today, later, then later on, is that one owes it to oneself to sometimes examine their beliefs mm. and their perspectives and worldviews, which is what I hope to do with this series, to offer you alternative perspectives and worldviews so that you can examine your own and decide if you, if you want to keep them or if you want to keep the ideas that, that I'm presenting. Because mm. maybe it's, it's it was more true for your dad in his line of work that his work was quite hard and quite, quite stressful. But as mm. you experienced one, that doesn't mean your life is necessarily going to be as difficult or as stressful. It doesn't mean that your employers w- would be as hard on, on you just because of the changing times, as well as some measure of good luck and also your own ambitions and, and your own hard your own hard work. Mm. So you know it's quite normal for each successive generation to kind of you know get more education or to kind of take things further than than a prior one. So so yes, I, I'm sure your dad didn't intend to give you the to give you the idea that your life is necessarily hard. I think he was just venting about his own. But yeah. that's why, as adults, we have to kind of apply our own adult judgment and decide: is this belief one that's current? Is yes. it one that we need to keep? Um, is it okay if I move on to the second point? Of course, please do. Yeah, fascinating. Okay, awesome. Um, so the the next point I want to make is is again, one I have to make just because it's not said often enough of, it's that your worth as a human being is constant and inviolable. So, you know, we kind of treat other people like they have intrinsic worth, even if they're sick, even if they're depressed, even if they're injured and they can't work for six months, they still have the same inviolable worth that human beings have because their worth doesn't depend on whether they can go out drinking with us. It it doesn't depend on their recent productivity. There's an inviolable worth that exists in all human beings. And you might even say there's an an inviolable worth that exists in all living beings Mm -hmm. such that you can't easily cut down an old tree. And you, you know, you, you can't easily, you know, um, abandon a pet. At least most of us can't God, easily no, abandon a no. pet. So um, yet sometimes, sometimes in our own heads, we treat ourselves as um, fundamentally unworthy and having to do things to prove that we're worthy. 
Okay. And you know, j j just before we started recording, I, I briefly met you. Was it your your daughter's dog? Right. Yes, my daughter's Woody. dog, Woody. So, so I, I briefly met Woody, and obviously, Woody's a good boy, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> even if he barfs on the rug, he's a good boy, and there's yes. no question about that. So, when one treats oneself like there's such a thing as them being just outright bad because of one mistake, they're treating themselves literally worse than a dog. Right. Okay. Literally. Yeah. And once and once that starts, the self worth just lowers, lowers, and lowers, and lowers. And I'm here to say it's not necessary to treat yourself worse than a dog. Let's say as a baseline <laughs> minimum standard, let's yeah. treat ourselves at least as well as our pet cats and dogs, and as a standard beyond that, at least as well as our friends and and family. And you know, sometimes people raise the concern of. What if I become unproductive and lazy because I see myself as fundamentally worthy? Well, the, 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 the thing is that once you feel this baseline worth, you tend to want to produce and create and get things done. It's not that you're, you know, people who feel worthy are just satisfied doing nothing. Mm -hmm. People who become fundamentally worthy, they tend to then begin to self-actualize and they tend to want to be at their best. So, yeah, it... The, the worldview I'm presenting is that you have fundamental worth as a human being. If you do succeed at something, you can feel especially good, but that doesn't make you worthless when you don't. Mm. Worthlessness describes objects, not people. Not people. Yes. So one of the messages I'm picking up there is, you know, and again, again, we, we talk to people that um, they go through the day and Unfortunately, they forget about the good things from the day and they pick up on something that's not gone well and they can drive themselves down again, down at lowering their self-worth. So just like the analogy yeah. of the dog, for example, there, right? Woody's a good dog. He goes in the yeah. garden. He has a dig. He comes in. His paws are mucky. He, he messes yeah. the carpet. He's still a good dog. Precisely. He's inviolably a good, good dog. Yes. Even if he's got this guilty look on his face because <laughs> he, he spilt the plant potter, he's still a good boy. In fact, if anything, the fact that he feels guilt makes him a good boy. Yes. So one, one point that I want to make is that when people feel worthless, like sometimes people, you know, if you made a huge mistake at work or if you're going through a breakup, sometimes you feel worthless, but that feeling of worthlessness doesn't mean that you're worthless. Mm -hmm. Just like the dog feeling guilty doesn't make the dog a bad, a bad dog. Here's the way that I see it. When people feel worthless, they got distracted from their innate worth. Just like sometimes you forget you can breathe deeply, so your breathing gets shallow. Mm -hmm. But it's not that you've lost the capacity to breathe deeply. You just you just got distracted from that. Well, people get distracted from their innate worth, which is just as innate and constant as their breathing. So if you kind of look to your heart, and if you don't find it the first time, you can look a second time, and you kind of look for your innate worth, being human, being among your friends, being a member of society, then you find it. And then you're undistracted from your worth. So anytime someone is feeling worthless, you know, they're looking in the wrong place for, for worthiness. Wow. You know, Luke, yeah. I think I, what, what I love about these conversations, because they're totally unscripted, right? Yeah. We, we don't have a script. We just go with, with the flow. We've got the topic. And who'd have thought before we talked today that Woody the dog 
would come <laughs> into this conversation. Absolutely. And I love the analogy. Love the analogy. So what's the third point you'd like to make today? Yeah. So the, the, the third point is that once you become an adult, I'm assuming most of your listeners are adults. Yes. Or at least if, if a listener is an adolescent, they're going to soon be become an adult. So as an adult, you are the world's highest authority on your thoughts, your needs, your boundaries, your values, your goals, your hopes, your dreams, and everything else that exists in the vast expanse of your inner world. So the, the metaphor that I, that I use is you're the captain of your ship. Mm -hmm. And while you might be sailing on a vast ocean with unpredictable waters and winds, you're still the captain of your ship and your place is to be at the helm. And if you wander away from the helm, then your ship is unstaffed or, or uh, un, unmanned. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the corollary to, to this is that if you stop believing that you're the world's highest authority in you and your thoughts and your perceptions and your boundaries and your goals and your needs, it's easy for other people to take advantage of you. Well, yeah, and that un that unfortunately happens a, a lot of the time where where one makes it so their spouse becomes the expert in them or one makes it so that their boss becomes the expert in them and they abandon the privilege they have being an adult with an adult conscience of being their own highest authority and you know someone like a spouse or a boss, they, they, they can offer perspective. They, they can offer viewpoints you might not have thought of. They, they can be sort of advisors to your own thinking, mm -hmm. but they cannot take the helm of your life like, like you're five years old. Oh. And right? Yeah, no, I, but, love, I, I love that. Yeah. But, but, but sometimes people kind of, you know, hand over control to, to outside um, so-called authorities. And it's usually a mistake because no one can steer your ship the way that you can. No one knows you as deeply as you do. Even if you feel like you don't know yourself at all, <laughs> you still have more firsthand knowledge Did, than anybody. You know, sorry, the ship analogy there, what just came to me there was, and I can't remember who said it, but it was, you can't change the direction of the wind, but you can change your sails. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. And yeah, and you, you can't always control whether the storms are going to blow you off course, but you can always stay at the helm and steer back on course if the storms kind of get really strong one day. So um, th this distinction between what's on the ship and what's off the ship, or this distinction between what you do control and what is yours versus what you don't control and what isn't yours. It's one of the foundational um, the principles of, of Stoicism, the mm. ancient Greek philosophy. But it's also a very useful modern worldview to, to recognize, okay, here's what's mine, here's what's me, and you know, I, I'll do everything I can to make this as good, as beautiful, as productive, as kind, as harmonious as possible. But th there's an old Pol Polish saying, um, not my circus, not my monkeys. Right. And it, it applies to a lot of situations where if it's not on your ship, if it's someone else's drama, if it's someone else's 
personal life or problems, you know, that that's saying, not my circus, not my monkeys, <laughs> is quite, quite a helpful attitude because you're not going to control someone else's life anyway. And I'm here to talk about how to prevent unnecessary suffering. God. So to kind of, you know, focus on your own ship and captain your ship very well, take other people's opinions as, you know, as outside perspectives, but, you know, retain your own moral authority, retain your, your own um, self-authority. Th th that's kind of a, a best practice for um, minimizing the stress. Great stuff. Set, your, set your sails, shall we say. Precisely. Set yes. your sails. Luke, is there anything else you'd like to cover before we finish today? Uh, th th those are the three points that I wanted to share. And, you know, th th this is the um, one of the early uh, episodes in a series. So in future, in future episodes, I'm going to talk about mindsets that add on top of today's that will help with stress management and other mindsets that will help with weight loss, smoking cessation, fears, better sleep, and all the myriad issues that a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist will we'll see. So yeah, um, if, if you like what you've heard here today, stay tuned because there's going to be more. There's plenty more. And and look, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? One, um, one route is to uh, go to my website at www.morphysclinic.com. Um, if you want to kind of uh, work with me as a client, you can ask um, for an initial consultation. I'll write you a treatment plan if I think I can help you. Um, you could also follow me on uh, YouTube um, or TikTok at Morpheus Hypnosis, where you can hear me talk more about my life philosophy or do a free sample session. Brilliant. And, and if you missed the first podcast with uh, Luke, the link will be on this one so you can catch up to that as well. So Luke, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for joining me today. Likewise. Thanks for having me on. Hello, Yawa Radio listeners. Steve Gamlin here, host of the Motivational Firewood Hour with brand new episodes each Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. UK time and bonus replays on the days in between. Look forward to having you as part of a future episode very soon. Please keep on listening to Yawa Radio. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy. Be inspired. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. Henry David Thoreau. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well-being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. 
be inspired. This is Yawa Radio.